Minnetonka. I'm David Law, Superintendent of Minnetonka Schools. Thank you for joining us for this episode of our district podcast, Ahoy Minnetonka. Continuing on with our back to school mini episodes for this segment, we'll be talking with two of our assistant principals at Minnetonka High School. Back to school is just days away, and I know families and students are both anxious and excited about the start of the school year. Our guest today will help set parents up with what they should know to be ready to begin a great year at Minnetonka High School. Joining me today are high school assistant principals Darren Best and Emily Rosengren. Darren and Emily, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm Emily, and I'm an assistant principal at Minnetonka High School. Uh, I started teaching social studies here at the high school in 2001. I taught social studies for 20 years. In the midst of all that, I was an instructional coach with Darren um, and mentored new teachers and worked as a cooperating teacher with folks that were just entering the field and then chose to pursue my administrative license a few years ago and am super lucky to be back at the high school. This is a really important place to me and uh, I love that I get to be here and I get to work with friends and I get to do good work serving students and teachers. Thank you. Awesome. It's good to have you back. Thanks. Darren. Yeah, um, Darren Best, assistant principal as well. Um, I started in 2002. I spent 18 years in the math classroom uh, teaching math. I was also a, a ninth grade football coach for many years here as well. Uh, instructional coach with Emily. Uh, and uh, like Emily, uh, started the administrative journey uh, reluctantly in some ways because um, had a little bit of fear about, well, what if I have to go somewhere else? Um, and Minnetonka has been a really, uh, really critical part of my, of my growth and my leadership journey. And I'm just really feel really fortunate to, to continue to be here as an assistant principal for my 22nd year here. Wow. A lot of experience in the building and seeing the program grow. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the first things we did last year when it was my first year was on a new initiative called All Aboard to help mm -hmm. students come back to school or come to school. Tell us a little bit about the All Aboard initiative and what that looks like from the teacher perspective and what it feels like from the student and parent perspective. Mm -hmm. Sure, so All Aboard was one of the most important things that we did last year to help teachers and students kind of acclimate to a brand new start. So the idea came from teachers. They created uh, modules that teachers would run through with their students in the classroom so that no matter which classroom a student was in, they were getting a similar message about the things that are on kids' minds that can create a lot of noise for them and make it hard for them to settle in and do the learning. So um, they were topics that were really aimed at, you know, transitioning from summer to fall and getting organized and planning and using technology the way that we need to. And it really was critical that our kids got that message in a unified way. So this year we're, um, rethinking the way that we approach All Aboard, knowing that it's the second time around. So trying to make it better, our ninth graders are gonna get sort of a special extra version of it with their counselors uh, in the second week of school. That's really just tailored towards helping ninth graders integrate into our community. I'm excited about it. The teachers have worked hard, the team has worked hard, and our students, I think, really benefited from starting on the same page. And actually, I heard good things from good. staff and from parents about that intentionality to start the school year. So I, I give you a lot of credit for setting up the tempo for a great school year. Yeah, it really helps set students up for success. Everybody gets a little more confidence about what are the things it takes to, to make it work here. So uh, transitioning to a different program, 
MAST, which has been a fairly traditional Wednesday opportunity for students to get additional support, that switched themes this year to anchor time. Mm -hmm. And I know we are kind of wondering, you know, what, what caused that switch? Who was involved with the change? What will it be like that's different for students? Yeah, one of the things that I love about this place is we're always, uh, we lead with what if. Um, what are the things that are working? What are the things that, that might need some tweaking? And um, we, t we took a look at MAST and, and uh, looked for feedback from students, from staff, uh, from administrators, uh, what's working? And, and we found that MAST was great at a, at a time and it served some of our needs at, at, for, for a good length of time, um, but we started to notice looking at our data that it wasn't meeting the needs that we, uh, that we wanted to meet. Namely, one of the big ones was um, out of all of the groups that we surveyed, um, students, staff, uh, administrators, uh, the limited access was really becoming a pinch point. Uh, once a week, 40 minutes, uh, it would be could be multiple weeks before a student could get to a teacher to access that additional support. Uh, so what we did is we, uh, we gathered a committee and we looked at some other options. We looked at what some other schools were doing with student support time uh, embedded within the day. Uh, and that was an important component to us as well. And the, uh, what we came to was once a week wasn't enough to the point of uh, access. And we came up with a model um, that really gives all students access to the instructional experts on a really regular basis. So um, within a period of two weeks, you will have a dedicated extra 25 minutes with each teacher uh, to get ad additional support. Um, kids may be working on other things that need, they need to be working on during that time, uh, but the, the key elements is we've never had more student support time in a schedule and we're really excited about it. The other, the other component to it is, is we're going to have more time at lunch. Every lunch is going to be 40 minutes long, so there's some additional uh, time for students to get what they need during that time as well. So. We'll probably measure this on students who have more support from teachers, probably do better academically, both in classes past, other assessments at the end of the year. Is that one of the measures you could look at um, in May to say this is how we know this worked well? Yeah, absolutely. That and uh, we have a, we, additionally, we have a new digital system that's going to be helping us monitor uh, who's seeing who during what time. So uh, on the individual student level, we can see uh, from, from the big picture side of things, we can see who they worked with on Tuesday during anchor time, who they worked with on Wednesday during anchor time. So we can really uh, be specific about the things that are working for those students, who we might need to bring them in to see additional times. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yes, big picture, obviously, we're looking at um, we, course completion and, and passing rates are a really important component of, of success for us. We hope that this change is going to be a significant benefit to students, most yeah. of all. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, I'm just going to put a little plug in something, Darren, that I know you work on. Uh, kids get schedules, mm -hmm. and those schedules, you know, feel like you worked on them last week and they're here next week, but I know for a fact the first time that we talked about how many sections of each class went back in January. What, how long does the schedule building process take from student enrollment until schedules delivered. Yeah, it really, it starts in October with our communication around registration. Um, we're a school of opportunities and there are, there are so many things that kids can engage in and find their passion in. Uh, and we work really intentionally about what are the messages that we're gonna send to students and to families about how, how can you find your passion here? What might you try? Um, and then, uh, 
it goes from there to the registration process and then we take every student request and we build a schedule around those requests to try to try to give every kid every opportunity that they, that they asked for um, and it's a it's a really involved process it takes a lot of person power um, and I'm really really proud of our staff and the the support people that help make it happen uh, from communications to our registrar um, to all of our program leads that that make it all happen as well as we can for kids yeah and I know that um, counselors have returned and over the summer some students have moved out and a lot of students have moved in so this week is busy uh, getting schedules for all those students ahead of time too. So it isn't just building the schedule. Just for the public's interest, mm -hmm. how many distinct classes do we offer? Ballpark, give or take 10. I don't even know if I have an answer to that question in this moment, but it's hundreds, I mean, hundreds. we have hundreds of opportunities yeah. um, in, in a variety of areas. Sure. Just, we've just got a lot of really exciting programs. Uh, and we're always, look, I mean, we're always looking for new courses too. We've got a guitar ensemble course this year. Um, AP Precalculus is new. There's a few other new courses and areas. I could count the number of new courses, and that's a big number. I don't sure. think I could count the, the total number of courses. Well, talking about courses and change, the new Vantage and Momentum building opens up in January. Um, that's going to pull students back from the Baker Road campus across 494, from across Highway 7. Um, what's going to be in that building? What are some of the logistics? What should student ex students expect with that new building? Can you talk through that? I think it's going to be great that the Vantage and Momentum kids are going to be together kind of in one place and that we found a spot, thanks to the community, to create uh, a space for them to all learn together. I think that's going to help a lot. Our uh, sort of new program that we're adding to our School of Opportunities uh, is aviation. We have sure. 10 sections just of aviation this year and that is a class that's accessible to 9th through 12th graders. So a really cool opportunity for kids in a variety of grades to access something that is really tough to get prior you know, to graduating high school. Um, and the idea that this program will equip our students to go out and engage in meaningful work and to help fill the pilot shortage, just like all of our programs do, giving kids and equipping kids with skills that they can go and turn into a career. And to be able to identify some of those talents in yourself as a high school student and capitalize on them so quickly, I think is one of the things that really makes both Vantage and Momentum just really powerful experiences for kids. Yeah, I'm excited for it to open mm -hmm. and I'm excited for our kids to be in that same campus too. Yeah. That's great. At the high school, the momentum programs in construction and automotive they'll stay here right that's true yeah that's just, true. just yeah, i was thinking through almost everything is moving over there yes. and our and our introductory uh, aviation courses will be here as well to start right. and and as we continue to build that program that aviation will be moving over into the new building and um for transportation kids will come here and get shuttled over yeah, logistically, that's one of the nice things about the location of the of the new building is uh, the proximity of it. It's right across the street. Um, so transportation will all come to the high school and then over to the new building. Um, it minimizes some travel time. The Baker Road uh, building was it's a lovely facility, but it's a little bit of a drive and you mm -hmm. gotta navigate Highway 7. So uh, that, that proximity is really gonna be able to uh, allow us to optimize the class time uh, while minimizing the transportation over there. But yeah, students will be, um, will be riding a shuttle, which is another great opportunity to build community with their peers. Nice. Well, one of the things last year that I was amazed about was homecoming, which is just a few weeks away. 
uh, and granted that small town feel, the parade in Excelsior mm -hmm. is very fun. But what stood out to me was the hundred floats of different activities. It seems like there's a lot of ways for kids to get involved here. Yeah. Um, beyond the, the traditional state high school league sports, right. what are some of the opportunities that stand out to you as, as novel or unique for kids? Mm -hmm. Well, our kids have all kinds of ways that they can plug in and engage. And I think one of the great things that uh, we've done for our students is to give them an avenue to create their own club or activity. So um, we really hear a lot from recent graduates how important it is for our kids to connect. And if someone has an idea for something that they'd like to see get off the ground, we have a way for them to do that. We present all of the activities we offer to kids this year it'll be on September 13th, mm -hmm. um, and they can get connected. I think our school is a better place when kids bring their unique interests and talents in. I think also it's important for students to connect in other ways too, and there are lots of adults who are just waiting for them mm -hmm. um, and eager to connect in return. So their counselor, obviously their teachers, who um, are such an important part of the student experience here, even assistant principals sometimes, Absolutely. you know, are nice people to connect to. Um, but uh, we really work hard so that all of our students can feel like they belong and to feel like they have a place that celebrates them for who they are. So I attended the new student tech luncheon last week as a way for kids to come in early, get their technology, get shown around the building, yeah. for parents to lower anxiety coming into the school. Uh, if you're speaking to parents, who are sending students to school this year. What are, what's some advice you'd have for a parent whose student is gonna be the first time here, whether it be a freshman or an upperclassman? I, I just, I love the fact that our, we're a relationships-based building. And I know schools should be that way, but we really live it. And, and we've got an amazing staff that's here to help. Uh, and everybody wants your kid to be successful. So when you throw, walk through that door, um, everybody's, everybody's cheering for that ninth grader to come in uh, and have a great first day. We've got first mates, uh, which is an intentional connection with a senior leader. We've got two, two senior leaders to, to out every 20, 25 ninth graders incoming. Uh, but it, that's, it's a really important system that, that they have upperclassmen to be able to connect with, build a relationship. Hey, what questions you got? How can I help? Um, and there's there's just a just a spirit of um, of willingness to make sure every kid feels welcome here. To your point about the clubs too, our staff is committed to make sure every kid feels like they fit here and um, and can be successful. I think too that Mr. Erickson, our head principal, does great things to communicate to mm -hmm. families. Mm -hmm. So for parents who are vibrating at a very high intensity this time of year. Mm -hmm. um, his communications come out on Sunday nights. Um, he's really active on Instagram. So there is a way for families to get the information that they need, kind of when they need it in time for them to approach that next set of events. If it's the first day of school, if it's homecoming, those things get communicated um, in a way that's meant to not bombard families, but to keep the communication really consistent. So they know Sunday night, I'm gonna get an email from Mr. Erickson. It's gonna have everything that I need. Yeah, I, uh, at a recent board meeting, our parent survey came back. And one of the things that I'm so proud of for the high school, for your team, is that the parents rate the communication, 90 plus parents rate the communication out of Minnetonka High School as excellent or good. And so they're informed. So as we're wrapping up just quickly, mm -hmm. one quick statement. What are you most excited about for the start of school? Darren? 
I'm, I'm really looking forward to the events. I mean, even small interactions. I love, I love uh, interacting with our kids and with our staff uh, in the building throughout the day, but uh, watching kids perform, watching kids compete, watching kids create um, in their element, it just, it, it, it warms my heart to see them um, just really thrive in an environment where they're really passionate about something. And um, those events, you talked about the homecoming and homecoming parade, those are really great events that just bring our community together. Um, and we get to rally around kids and celebrate together. I think there's, there's, there's not a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. I think Darren stole my answer. I think it's like kids doing kids stuff is the best part and being able to watch them have fun together and to be teenagers together and to get dressed up and to wear their colors and to show up for their teams and to be good at the things that they're good at and to try new stuff. It's so much fun to be with kids. I miss kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're excited to have them come back. Yeah. Well, thank you both for being here. As we close, I want to thank you for taking the time to connect. Mm-hmm. And please get out and enjoy the last few days of summer, the State Fair coming up. Some very warm weather, but some beautiful weather. <laughs> uh, we can't wait to see you and your students back in action. Until then, take care, and I look forward to seeing you all again soon. Thank you. Thank you.